Welcome to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 148, New Beginnings, We're Starting Over. It's November 27th, 2023. I'm your host, Lisa A. Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, and so on. (laughs) I am also a member of the Newsweek Expert Forum. What I do is I help people be happy, healthy, and well-loved, even when life is extremely difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any way. My music is by Howie Moscovich. New beginnings or starting over. Well, new beginnings or starting over can have a very positive connotation as it kind of does, but there are situations where starting over or having a new beginning comes with some baggage or some negative aspects, which I will uh, break apart for you. And I'm really actually doing this podcast in honor of New Year's Eve because New Year's is coming up and I love New Year's. So I'll talk about that. So a couple side notes or housekeeping aspects before I actually dive in on the content. Number one, if you are feeling suicidal, if life has been too hard for you, if you just feel like the world would be better off without you, uh, first of all, that breaks my heart. But we do have help available for you. And I hope you will call 1-800-273-8255 or call or text 988. 988 is the new number they're using to replace the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, the 1-800-273-8255 number. However, despite all my research, I can't actually ascertain that the 988 call or text number works in every state. Not every state took funding for it. It's it's a, it's very unclear. So you've at least got the 1-800-273-8255 number to call or, or call or text 988. Now, what I will tell you is you're probably feeling this way due to circumstances and situations that have been done to you or happened to you. And once you start to figure out how you got put together, you can have a huge sigh of relief and life will start to look different. So please don't give up. Next, if you are in the deaf or hard of hearing community, please let your people know. I do have transcripts for all of my podcasts on my hosting platform, rss.com. The new transcript for a newly published podcast will appear on rss.com within a few hours to 24 hours. And lastly, not next to last, (laughs) uh, I am not a, a therapist or medical professional in any way. And as a result, nothing that I say in my podcast or in any of my content in any format is intended or designed to be medical or therapy advice. If you need medical or therapy advice, you should get that from a licensed healthcare provider, uh, of which I'm not. And lastly, I am doing a giveaway. It's kind of a little suspended in terms of pulling the winners, notifying the winners, and shipping the prizes because of my Labor Day car accident, <laughs> and I'm not walking yet, so I, I had to like say, all right, what, what, what can we honestly do? Well, we can honestly do podcasts because I love them and they make me happy. I might start doing reels. Like, it's hard to say. When you can't walk, you're, you have some limitations, but go ahead and enter because uh, sometime in 2024, I will get all caught up for the uh, fall 
winners that I did not get picked. All right, that's that. So new beginnings are starting over. Well, this is a huge, huge topic because first of all, there can be lots of excitement, love and passion, and there can be lots of fear, sadness, anger, resentment that like it's a whole, it spans all of the emotions because it depends on what the situation is because we have intentional new beginnings or starting over. And then we have new beginnings or when you have to start over that are not by choice. So here's some examples, not to say whether they're intentional or not by choice. This is just a list of examples or situations where you actually have the chance to start over or have a new beginning. So relationships, that could be a marriage. It could be dating, starting to date someone. It could be, you know, getting a new friend. Uh, breakups and divorces clearly offer <laughs> an ending and therefore after the fact, a new beginning or starting over. Having a baby, adopting a baby, creating a blended family or a step, step family. Having a loved one, whether that's family, friend, coworker, whomever, having a loved one pass away, getting a pet, losing a pet, moving, changing or starting a new job. So changing jobs or starting a new job or changing careers, starting school, starting college, starting graduate school or graduating, buying or selling a home or building a home, illnesses, accidents, being a caregiver, going through the recovery process from addictions, getting in shape or becoming healthy, cutting ties with toxic people. So that's roughly 15 examples. You can start to see that many of life's challenges create the opportunity for either a new beginning or starting over. Now, if it's forced or what I might call unhappy or negative, that's a different can of worms. It's a whole different a uh, ball of emotion. So that would be like the death, a divorce, a breakup, losing your job, theft, crime, a terminal illness, or so just some illness <laughs> could be including a, a, an accident, having financial problems. There are many situations of the list I previously read where it has a negative or unhappy or sad cast to it. So the overall emotions are in the negative genre and it could be anger. It could be resentment. Um, and frequently or sometimes these situations happen suddenly. So you might be blindsided. That's especially in the case where, you know, there's infidelity or someone passes suddenly, or, you know, you're not expecting a breakup or you're not expecting to lose your job. So some of these things happen suddenly. And when things happen suddenly, you don't have time to emotionally brace yourself for the impact. So it kind of hits you like, kind of like my car accident on Labor Day. I, I, I wasn't anticipating ever actually having a car accident. I, I was not. So I, I, um, so I wasn't, I wasn't emotionally prepared or braced for it. So when things happen and you're blindsided, uh, you know, there's, there's a whole big list of emotions. You might feel betrayed. There might be betrayal trauma. Certainly there could be loss, anger, resentment, fear, sadness, shock, worry, bereavement, dismay, all sad, like sadness, all kinds of things fall under this when you're unprepared and it has kind of the negative cast. Now, this is where we in society, we as a population in the world are terrible, in my opinion, 
Based on my research, we are terrible at managing and processing your emotions. Why? Well, number one, we're not teaching it. How about number two, we do not even, I just found this out last week, we do not even have a consensus definition for what constitutes good mental health. And not only do we not have a good definition for what constitutes good mental health, we don't even have a criteria of, of a list of what constitutes the criteria for good mental health. We have not, neither of those things. Now, we have consensus on what is bad mental health, what is mental illness, with all the disorders that are listed in the diagnostic manual, but we do not have consensus on what constitutes the criteria for good mental health, which is absurd and outrageous. So how would you ever expect the population then to be good at managing and processing our emotions? No, that's not how it works. So to help you, because this is why I do these podcasts, people. It's not because I like to hear myself talk. I don't particularly like to hear myself talk. I actually like to sit back and listen to other people talk if I'm in a social setting. Uh, you know, I, I enjoy that immensely. I, I do not need to be the center of attention, nor do I need to be the talker. So I do this for you. My podcasts are for you. Uh, so for you, I've created this emotional workbook, which is free for you on my website right below the Newsweek logo on the right-hand side of my, of the right-hand side of my, of my website page. So right below Newsweek, you'll see an icon. It's a free downloadable workbook, which is now over 20 pages. And this will help you begin to learn all the aspects that your brain will want to kind of cycle through as you learn this skill set. This is a skill set to manage and process your emotions. If you go on the internet and Google steps to manage or process your emotions, you will get a list of things that say, if this is of the top mental health sites in the, in the world or in the US. Punch a pillow, rip up a piece of paper, draw a picture, talk to a friend, make a gratitude list, and the list goes on. But what the list is talking about is actionable items. They're not talking about what happens in your head. What are the steps your mind has to take? Because the managing and processing of your emotions happens in your mind. It is is in your conscious and subconscious and unconscious mind, which is what I break apart in my workbook. So if you're in a position, in a situation, forced or blindsided or suddenly that has a negative connotation or sad connotation or, you know, anger is involved or resentment, then do yourself a favor and print out my workbook and start learning the process. Because let me tell you, let me tell you, if you learn those skills and then something bad happens, oh, let's say for example, let's say for example, you have a nearly fatal car accident then when you're in the hospital, you will be doing what you know to do, which is to manage and process your emotions. Well, what would that look like? Well, I've said in several podcasts since the accident, well, first of all, you'd probably cry five to 10 minutes. If you're me, you would cry for five to 10 minutes for the first, I'd say five weeks, maybe a little longer. And on a really bad day in the first three to four weeks or five, you might cry twice a day, but limited. It would be limited to five to 10 minutes. Have yourself a little cry as you're processing your emotions cognitively in your mind, because you're going to have to process, you know, upset, anger, resentment, you know, shock, bewilderment, you know, all these things. 
And then there's some good things, like from my, in this situation with the car accident, there were some very positive things to process for me. <laughs> the fact that, you know, I didn't lose a limb and I will be able to walk actually in about a week to start walking uh that i didn't i'm not brain damaged uh you know like i'm not paralyzed so there's tremendous blessings from the accident but there's also the loss and the trauma so you have to deal with all of it not this is the whole point of my website my content it's why i named my blog and my content love period life period because to really enjoy life to really love life you have to be able to deal with all the aspects of life, which includes sadness, betrayal, bereavement, loss. It includes all of it. So get the workbook and start learning that because you might have to go through a grieving process. You might have to, if you're in this situation right now, we're talking about the forced or unhappy or negative instances of starting over a new beginning. You really probably will have to mourn the loss or, you know, more in something of the negative aspect. I mean, I had quite, quite a few things to mourn. And, and this is helpful, say, for example, if you were going through a divorce or a breakup. So in my divorces, yes, that's plural. I know, I'm, I'm a two-time two divorcee. I'm not, it's not funny. I'm laughing because a, I survived all of it, which is a major miracle in and of itself. But I had to go through and deal with my emotions on the shock on the total betrayal, on the loss of the idea of a happy family. I had all of these things to mourn before I could deal with some of the emotions about starting a new beginning or starting over. So, you know, so there's a lot to deal with no matter what, if it's negative. Now, I will say <laughs> one of the big aspects of starting over, even if it's a good thing, starting over a new beginning, even if it's something you're really excited about, is fear. Fear and all kinds of versions of fears, which can bring up, and fears can bring up your insecurities, your worries, your self-doubt. All this, you know, fear is a big cesspool that has lots of emotions kind of tagged along with it. And just because you're excited about something, doesn't mean there won't be fear. So it could be a positive situation. But like when I bought my first house, I was very excited as a single woman, uh, very proud of myself that I had paid off my college debt, had money in my 401k and was able to buy a house all by myself with no help, let alone the house I got was perfect. But I had fear. So it was a new beginning. But I certainly had fear. What if I lost my job? What if this, you know, what do I, what do I, what do I do? so, you know, you might, so get the emotional workbook because you're going to want to deal with all the emotions that come up. So since we're talking about new beginnings and starting over, whether it's positive or negative, we'll leave it kind of like that. The fear aspect often has to do with, well, what if it doesn't work out? Or it also very common is, oh, is this too good to be true? So if you have the thought, oh, this is too good to be true, which sometimes people will apply to a person, they'll apply to a new possible potential best friend, or it could be applied to a new job, or it could be applied to uh, somebody that you either are dating or you want to date, you know, oh, they're too good to be true. You want to notice that about yourself because it may be sourced by your feeling unworthy or undeserving and really sourced by fear. But, you know, then 
when people have fears, things can go awry. They can go deeply awry because many people will often then hop to from, is this, are they too good to be true? Whether it's they, the person, they, the job, they, the, the, the house you're looking to put an offer in, whatever. Um, oh, is there something better out there? Is the grass greener on the other side of the fence? Oh, and, and, oh, what if they change their mind? Or what if, what if, what if, what if they betray me? What if they leave me? You know, will they still want me? Well, this employer still want me if they know what I'm really like. Well, this man or woman still want me if they know what I'm really like. Uh, or, you know, which really is kind of stirring the pot for I'm not good enough or I'm not deserving. So I think you're going to get, you're getting the idea that for some of you, not all of you, but for many people, this becomes the source of a runaway train where you actually talk yourself out of the possibility of something really good. And that's very sad to me because I'm not the regrets, what if kind of person. I'm not a fan of looking back and saying, oh, what if I hadn't done this or that? Or what if I hadn't run away from love? Well, I did run away from love. No, I am not proud of that. I didn't do it on purpose. It was not this conscious, intentional act. But I did it, which was the best I could do with who I was, with what I knew at the time. Now, I'm not the same person. So if I look back, of course, I would have regret. Well, I can't regret what I did when I did the best I could. So I'm just not a fan of what ifs. I'm just not a fan of wondering, which is why I often just go do things. I just go do things because then I don't have to wonder. I do not have to wonder, well, did that girl want to be friends with me? Nope, nope, she didn't want to be friends with me. I, I took these steps and she has a posse. I'm not included, so what? You know, or, you know, this guy or whatever, whatever. You know, like I just do it because I don't want to have regrets. But for some of you, and this really breaks my heart, this is probably, I would suspect, probably way more common than I realize, but uh, where people talk themselves out of the possibility of something good, which really literally could change their job, it could change their career, it could change who they end up dating or marrying, uh, it could change lots of things, including the house they buy. So having emotional skills going back to the free workbook on my website this is going to help you because you if you really if you first of all if you have rational thinking and you go through the steps that i've incorporated and you have rational thinking you will come out with a well thought out end point like you will have dealt with yourself and your emotions because what i'm really a diehard fan of to, to tell you the truth is allowing excitement and magic into you. And now we have a lot of people where magic and excitement is not their cup of tea. It's not, it's not the thing they do. So if that's you, you might need a little boost to move into the idea of magic and excitement when it comes to your... I know myself, I have needed a little boost on occasion when it comes to a new beginning or starting over. And I will tell you, people will help you. I, I really want you to know people, good people. Now you got to stay away from bad people, but good people will help you. Now the ones who are drilling holes in your boat, the ones who are filled with the green eyed monster and the ones that ran on your parade, they're not going to help you. You need to skip them 
Those are not the people who are in your fan club. They are pretending to be your friends, but they're really not. So the question, if you're in a position to start over or have a new beginning, whether it was forced on you, the blind side, or something you're choosing, like you could be choosing a relationship, you could be choosing to move or change jobs, or you know, if you're making a choice, what would light you up? <clears throat> what would give you joy? And what can you create newly? And will you allow yourself to dream? Well, we don't allow ourselves to dream very often. You might need to brainstorm. And I'm a big fan of brainstorming. But will you allow yourself to dream? Well, I don't know. And I know that myself. I've had several dreams that have been squashed, crushed, destroyed. And at the same time, then I create a new dream because I'm a big dreamer. I, I know that's like not, that's not for everybody, but I'm a fan of it. I mean, you have to do dreaming responsibly. I'm not talking about magical thinking, but you know, so one thing that can help you if you're starting over or having a new beginning for whatever reason is to set goals. Because what we know from goal setting research is that goals, generally speaking, help people be happier. Yes, I do have a podcast about that. And yes, there is research about that. And that is what the research says. Now, your goals do not have to be huge. So if you're starting over or you have this opportunity for a new beginning, you know, there's there might be a goal inherent in there, like, you know, starting to date or asking somebody out or, uh, you know, some some moving it to the next level. Or there could be, you know, if you're changing jobs, there would be some natural goals inherent in there. But sometimes with new beginnings or starting over, there's other goals that you can, you know, intentionally create that wouldn't necessarily be there so that you are in the process of creating your happily ever after or your happy ending, whatever that looks like for you. Now, I do recommend that you sit down and you write down your goals because what we know, statistically speaking from the research, is that you are more likely to be successful if your goals are written down. And most people will have verbal or oral goals that they do not commit to paper. So commit your goals to be to, to on paper. And if you want to really boost your chances for being successful, for your goals, you will have at least one buddy or one partner. You can have a team and that ramps up your success even more. So you go from like 60 some percent to in the high, low, high 80s, high, low 90s for success rate. So having one person will boost your success well beyond 50%. But having you know, like really a team, you're really going to go up to the 90s in the 90 percentile. So reward yourself. This is something that will help you attain your goals. Well, I know this is not what people do. I, I've, I've been around the block. I know I don't do things the way the rest of everybody else does, but I, I do things that gives me a great life. And uh, we know from gaming and corporations, now leveling up is the term that gamers use to go from one level to the next. And they have little prizes and rewards when you go from one level to the next in a game. Why? Because it makes people happy. It makes people feel good. Well, I think we could agree that life is hard. So why not have some little rewards for getting through life? It just it makes sense to me. It's always made sense to me. Uh, going back in the day when I was very young, like, oh, if I get this layout done, 
for the yearbook or I get this this uh, new layout done for this organization, I'll reward myself with X, Y, or Z. Like those are little things to like spur you on. So the other thing when you're setting goals for your new beginning or you're starting over is to notice your self-talk or your self-dialogue. What are you actually saying to yourself? This is not something that everyone's awake and aware to. Oftentimes we have internal dialogues or self-talk that we are just quite, frankly, we are, we are, we are just blind and deaf and completely unaware of what we're thinking. So you want to bring consciousness to your thinking and begin to understand what are you saying to yourself? I don't know, but it's, it might not be good. <laughs> if we, it's, pro, it's likely not to be good, and that's not helpful. So you want to be kind to yourself. I request you be loving to yourself, be gentle to yourself, and along the way, be resourceful and be unstoppable. And you can, and I, by the way, am a big fan of setting goals because that's how I manage my life. That's how I drive my life. Now, we are coming up, as I said in the very, very beginning, on New Year's, which is, you know, a month away, about a month away. And it's very interesting because New Year's has been celebrated culturally around the world since the beginning of time. And why is that? Well, it's interesting because it's not just the symbolic end of a year and beginning of a new year. I mean, it is that. It's symbolic of one year ends, another year begins. But if you look into in the research at it, the celebration for New Year's is actually rooted in the powerful motivation to survive. So it's it's a celebration of survival. You've survived from what you survived the year. And of course, if you know, back in the day, life was a lot harder and survival was a lot harder. And so it kind of makes sense historically or culturally. But isn't that a reason to celebrate? Now, when people set New Year's resolutions, they're actually setting goals. They are actually tied to not only this uh, concept of survival, but it, setting goals tied to New Year's is, or actually probably setting goals at any point, but at least in the New Year's research, it is tied to having control, the human desire to have control over your life. And, and as I say in many podcasts, you know, this is a way to put yourself in the driver's seat of life because you're either driving your life, you're driving your emotions, you're driving yourself, or you're drifting. You're, you're in the drift of life. Now, there's nothing wrong with being in the drift of life, but are you happy? Well, if you're happy and life is chugging along, well, I, I don't see a problem. It's just that we have more people who are unhappy, drifting, and they don't know how to move to a, a better state. They don't know how to feel better. So New Year's is coming, <laughs> coming up. It's the perfect time to set some goals and start taking charge of your life. Now, when you are setting goals or you're doing a big new beginning or starting over, the the big big part of it, a big part of it for many, for many of us is that you're in the unknown. Like you don't know how it's going to go, which is where some of the fear comes in and the what ifs. So when you can use goals as a mechanism, they can be a vehicle of support for yourself while you're in the unknown and you can then utilize the self-fulfilling prophecy which is a known psychological construct or, or, or idea and 
drive your unconscious and subconscious mind. The way to do that quickly using neuroplasticity of the brain, because of course we love science here, is to use affirmations. So think of the little child story, the train that could, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can, and the train, little train, little choo-choo gets up the track or gets up the mountain or wherever that, whatever the story goes. Affirmations are by some quote-unquote expert poo-pooed. And my, my statement to that is, because somebody did bring this to my attention over a year ago, uh, is look, we know that neuroplasticity of the brain is a done deal. That science is not going to magically get unproven. So we know that the brain can be rewired. We know that the brain can be reprogrammed. We know that with particular stimuli, you know, used with intention over time will create new neuronal pathways in the brain. And affirmations are one way to do that. So if someone tells you that affirmations do not work, my suggestion to you would be to say, I think it's time we had uh, you understand neuroplasticity of the brain because they clearly don't. I mean, it, the neuroplasticity science is just it's amazing. It's it's really amazing. So you can use affirmations to help alleviate fear, to help alleviate, you know, some of the scariness of being in the known unknown and to drive your goals, to drive the outcome. Because your subconscious mind drives your life, whether you realize it or not. I did a podcast on the subconscious and unconscious mind, which would be very valuable for you to understand, like extremely valuable. And affirmations can help you rewire your brain. They're cheap, they're free, they're easy. But you do want to focus on the positives and being realistic. I'm, I'm, I'm a dreamer, but I'm not a dreamer who espouses magical thinking. Like it would be magical thinking for me to think that... Um, what would be magical? <laughs> I'm trying to think what would be magical thinking. Uh well, that I could be um, the number one podcaster when I, ha I don't have a podcast. Like that would be magical thinking. If you don't have a podcast, it's, it's impossible for you to become the number one podcaster. Um, so not magical thinking, which magical thinking can be a form of irrational thinking or a cognitive distortion. But I am a, I am a dreamer. So there's a difference between dreaming and magical thinking because you can have a dream and what you do with the dream is you set goals and then you put a timeline together and you take action and you execute a plan to fulfill on your goals. And then it's not magical thinking. It may be a big dream. I am a fan of that too. But you do want to focus on being realistic and, and being positive and not focus on why things might not work out, which is where some people will go. I mean, if you think it's too good to be true, guess what? How it's going to work out is it's going to be too good to be true. I mean, it, I mean, if whatever you think, you know, will become your reality in many cases. So you can operate the word can turn an ugly, nasty event that could be a divorce, it could be loss of a job, it could be, you know, an accident, it could be an accident, it could be anything. You could turn it into something beautiful and create a new beginning. That's, that's the, that's the, the operative word is that you can. Now, you can 
take a hardship and make it into something good. And that the, the psychology for that, by the way, when you take a hardship and make it into something better is post-traumatic growth. And really in that, in the concept of post-traumatic growth, you yourself grow in some aspect to become a better version of yourself. And as a result, life becomes richer or more rewarding. Now, even though the post-traumatic growth science is rich and we have flow charts and we have studies, post-traumatic growth has actually been done since the beginning of time. It is the thing, one of the things that has been written about since the earliest writings of man of mankind, really like this hardship and then how people got through it and how they found life, how they became better and how life became more rewarding. So you can bring that to a new beginning or starting over if there's some negativity to it or some betrayal or some, some nastiness. So I'm a fan of new beginnings. I have started over, as a friend pointed out earlier this year, more than at least four times. I think in hindsight, it is definitely four times or more. Um, I'm a fan of it, but I'm a fan of doing it in a positive way. So when I had the car accident on Labor Day, and then I, I got to rehab, so I'm doing my emotions and I thought, okay, what am I going to do now? Well, I'm going to do the things that make me happy. Why? Because that's what I do. Why would I not do what makes me happy? So I started podcasting at the rehab center. Thank you to the director of nursing hiding. Thank you, Larry, director of activities for helping me with the printed, printing out my podcast and then with locations to record. But you can create something beautiful out of something ugly. I promise you but you've got to really have some skills. So here's some final thoughts. So number one, if the situation does not have a positive, happy ending, okay, I've given you some examples, divorce, you could be fired, loss of job, what have you, theft of your money, reframe it. Reframing is a well-known uh, frame, uh, situation, construct, where you can create a new narrative and switch things up. I mean, they use it in sports, they use it in Weight Watchers, they use it all over the board. So starting over, you know, after a long con divorce where you were conned, and then making it into a happy new future, you would reframe it, you know, take the negative and, and reframe it. And in my opinion, this is really critical. It's a great skill to be able to reframe. And if you're not going to reframe something negative, it's more likely that you're just going to suffer through it. And you can do that. But you could instead build a powerful new future, which I am a fan of. So my next point is, if it's because of a negative situation, grow, grow, grow. Use the post-traumatic growth model become a better version of yourself why not i mean it's the one thing that has stood the test of time for thousands of years is you can't go wrong by working on yourself to become a better version of yourself and as a result then life will become richer and more rewarding i promise you uh, so so you might have to ignore my next point is you might have to ignore or distance yourself from certain people for a while or longer when you're in the process of starting a new beginning or starting over because you will come to understand well I hope this doesn't happen to you but I have come to understand that there are people who 
secretly drill holes in my boat, secretly do smear campaigns or rain on my parade. And those people need to be left at the dock. You need to sort that out, painful as it might be. And, and I'm telling you, sometimes it's very shocking and surprising to find out who people are, who they really are and what they're doing behind your back or, you know, on the low down, leave those people at the dock. Whether you ever circle back for them, that's up to you. But while you're creating a new beginning or a fresh start or starting over, don't drag people with you who really don't belong. My next point, <laughs> I'm laughing because oh, I, I, I'm a fan of all the things I talk about, is to celebrate every little milestone or every little bit of progress. Well, why would you not want to do that? I just, I've never had anybody explain to me why this is not a good idea. Like now it's a foreign idea to many people for sure that I'm, a, I'm well aware of, but celebrate all year long, celebrate every little success, celebrate every little milestone because you're in the game, because you're making progress and it's, why not? I, I just don't understand why you wouldn't. So I definitely, you know, put that in your, on your list and celebrate. You don't have to wait till you get to the end. It's not a marathon where you have to cross the finish line before you can throw your arms up and celebrate. You could celebrate you made it through the day or the week or or this hard thing or that hard thing. Just celebrate. And I, I would do that even if you're not starting over. My next point and suggestion on this journey for starting over new beginnings is to grow your mental and emotional fitness. That, that you will never regret. I promise you, you will never, ever regret that. And it will help you enjoy life more. And I've made it very simple. Now, I've not only made it simple, but if someone wants to take me to task for my content in the Emotional Processing Workbook, please do. You will have to, however, bring science to back up your point of view because my workbook is based on psychology and research and science, not my opinion. All right. And so my last point while you're on this journey to start over or new beginning, and this just goes like, I've given you lots of different thoughts, but for some people who end up by circumstance or by happenstance or by uh, by whatever means, where they're, they're, they have a, ch a chance for a new beginning or a fresh start or starting over, for some of them, it's going to be a pure act of, of a leap of faith. For some people, that's the only way they're going to be able to do it is it's going to come down to making a, a, a leap of faith because they, they will otherwise talk themselves out of it. They will make excuses. They will think, oh, that person, you know, would never date me or they're better than me. They will just go on and on and on ad nauseum. And it, for some of them, for some of you listening to this, it will be a pure act of leap of faith for you to have the new beginning or starting over. And if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. I often kind of sometimes call that white knuckle driving. <laughs> like I have had to white knuckle drive, like literally in the past, unrelated to the accident when I was young. And that's a whole story we don't tell. Um, not of my making, but I was the rescue hero. 
Um, so regardless, like try to go with the flow and try to enjoy the ride because that's what new beginnings and fresh starts and starting over are for. They're for your, well, they can be for that. They can be for your pleasure and your enjoyment, which is, which I'm a fan of. I hope that's been helpful to you. Go have your new beginning, your fresh start, starting over, love it, enjoy it. That's it. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life podcast, episode number 148, New Beginnings or Starting Over. I hope that you receive some new ideas on how to approach new beginnings or starting over and that you're going to make them playful and fun and go for the gusto, take a leap of faith or whatever you need to do because new beginnings or starting over can be scary. Please share this podcast on social media with your friends and family. I love you. Hang in there for now. That's all.